to Race Time Radio. Welcome aboard all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks and of course on Rev TV Canada on Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday. You can count on Race Time Radio being right here. By the way, I've got to say hi to Chip Shunneman. Chippy, yeah, he was the starter at Flamborough Speedway Forever. I know you watch on Rev TV every week. Hello, Chipper. How are you? Uh, let me tell you who we got coming on the show. Before I do that, better welcome in Junior. What's going on there, big guy? Hey, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, you are. Two yeah. weeks in a row. Look at that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, still a little bit of a broken wing here, but uh, it, it's, uh, it's... You can lift it higher. I can lift it a little bit higher. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, that's real good. Consequently, uh, Junior wrecked himself at <laughs> Peterborough Speedway Autumn Colors. Go uh, down, go boom. Oh, yeah, big time. In the grandstand, going yeah. up to the spotter stand. I never thought coming I'd Coming down you. from. Oh, coming, coming down, down. From. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get tripped up on a blanket, and yeah, I'm not as agile as I once was, and... and uh, Body body slammed myself WWE style. Lucky you um, didn't roll all the way down. <laughs> yeah, there was there was no roll on the shoes. A sudden stop, but uh, <laughs> it uh, it is what it is. Right? It is. It you is. Got all of off season. Well, how do they? Well, how do they say it? You know, when you're at uh, the playoffs uh, at the end of the season, don't need you got it. all winter to fix it. Yeah, don't. I wish don't need it, it wasn't. Yeah, I wish it wasn't that way with uh, with my rotator cuff. But uh, is that your spotting hand, like your your radio button arm? I, it, back in the day, you used to have to grab the the headset, right? Right, right. But uh, you know, now I'm fancy. Well, you I, are. I, I have a button, so you just as long as you can do this, you can spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. good. Just push the button, and away you go. I know. Uh, this summer, I spotted for Gary Jones, my brother-in-law, uh, went to run a race four cylinder up at the beach, and uh, Gary said, "Hey, can I get you to come out and spot for me?" And I hadn't been to the track in a couple of years. I said, sure. So uh, I told Junior I was going to head out there and spot for his Uncle Gary. And Joe said, oh, Dad, you got to have the right stuff. I said, well, i got a scanner. And, you know, oh, no, 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 no. He said, I'll gear you up. He come over. And, man, I'll tell you what, I had radios. I had headsets, double things plugged in here. You don't have to do that because it'll do this. And, man, I'll tell you what, we we're geared right up. Gary had a blast, ended up finishing the race, I think, in fifth spot or something like that. He kept getting nailed for breaking out. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's pretty familiar territory. Anybody that knows the 71 of Gary Jones, uh, one rocket-fast guy. But uh, he was kind of used to doing things the way they were the first couple of years. And then uh, the time slowed down, and it really, really uh, threw Gary for a spin. And, you know, Junior, after doing that night, I'm not quite sure that that timing and scoring thing is set up when there's multiple cars going across the line at one time. I know uh, if I was back there, I'd be doing some testing with that just to make sure it's spot on because you could be. No, it's spot uh, on. It's 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 uh, the transponder. It's not the eye. You're thinking you're thinking that it would trigger the car in front would trigger your time. No, 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 no. I'm not thinking that actually. No. Uh, but when you've got, uh, of course, I'm watching Gary, right? I'm spotting for him, so I'm watching what's ahead, what's behind, 
And, uh, you know, he, he was losing ground to the guy ahead of him for the full lap. And yet Gary broke out and the other guy didn't. So I looked back at the other guy's time. And the other guy was two-tenths of a second short of the time. So it didn't quite make sense because uh, Gary did not reel that car in at any one no, point you, throughout the course gotta, of the lap. You so. got to think about it. You got to think about it. If Gary was faster through the the section going into turn one, That's and that I guy mean. was going slower, he didn't gain on that car at any point well, he, through the lap. He did because it, the transponders never lie. <laughs> well, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Uh, the they, transponder can't lie. No, I know it can't lie, but it can malfunction. No, and, it can't. Uh, I, I, it, I do believe the only way that it can malfunction that. is if it doesn't work. That's well, the only way that a transponder can like if if it malfunction, it it doesn't read. You would have to have been there, I guess. But uh, I digress. I'm not there anymore, so uh, it doesn't really make a hill beans a difference to me, but uh, it would to a competitor that's out there. You don't want to be breaking out or getting charged with breaking out when, in fact, you didn't break out. And but I don't think that ironic. that's possible. That's I'm just putting oh. an asterisk beside that because it, it can't happen. There because the 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 think. No, I know. You think. Oh, the, you know. The transponder, mm. as long as it picks up, yeah. it can't pick up another one. No. And it can't pick up a different one. Mm. And it, it can't... It can't trigger slower or faster. Ooh. And if it does trigger, uh-huh. if, if it doesn't trigger, then it doesn't read. Ah. So there's as long as as long as it picks up a time, it can't change the the uh, unless you're moving it on the car. You're not convincing me. Well, I, I was there. Yeah, well, I was I, there I, and I seen what I seen. Yeah, so. I mean, it's well, uh, it is what it is. But sure. you can't it's all possible. You can't you can't move the transponder as long as it picks up. Mm. You can't you can't have a different time. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, let me tell you who got coming on the show tonight. That I do know for sure. Uh, right off the top, I tweeted out earlier, we got a surprise guest coming in in hour number one. I say in hour number one. It's not right up off the bat. Uh, of course, the cup race is on. And uh, that that first guest actually knows what it's like to go and win a Cup Series championship. He did it in 2017. Of course, I'm talking about Cole Pern, our guy from up here in Canada that was the crew chief on the number 78 Furniture Row uh, Chevrolet back in those days. Maybe it was a Toyota back in that day. can't remember. But it was the 78 of Martin Truex Jr. And they went and got themselves the championship. Cole Pern, of course, was from Ontario. He now resides out in B.C., I do believe. And Cole Pern has uh, agreed to come on the show tonight. Uh, just want to get, get the last few laps of the cup race in before Cole comes on. And that's uh, just perfect with us. So we can look forward to Cole Pern jumping on the program. I did have the number 10 of Brady Kramer lined up to come on the show tonight. Brady was the last late model winner, as I know it. Uh, from Bud Speedway here in Canada. Uh, they ran their race. It got rained out a couple of weeks ago. They ran it yesterday. Chris Reed actually finished that sportsman race up in third spot. But it was Brady Kramer going to victory lane. Had them all lined up. Asked him to come on the show. Absolutely. He was excited to do so. And just moments ago, had to uh, send me a message and said he had a family problem that he had to deal with. And unfortunately, was on, uh, won't be able to join us tonight on Race Time Radio. We will get Brady on. Things happen, right? And uh, hopefully everything works out for uh, Brady and his family there. But unfortunately, he won't be able to join us. 
and uh, we did have them lined up and scheduled. We'll also hear tonight in hour number two, how about Dexter Stacy and his dad Wallace? They're geared up to go down to Charlotte next weekend. They got two beautiful dirt cars all ready to go. Uh, they are uh, modified. Uh, we've seen Dexter, of course, in the NASCAR Pinty series here in Canada. He's been a staple in that series for a long time. Of course, that series wrapped up here uh, back in September at Delaware Speedway. And uh, Dexter, right over into the dirt. Uh, he's been running. He did run Cornwall last weekend to, in their finale. And uh, we'll talk to Dexter about that. And they are preparing two beautiful cars to go down to Charlotte and participate in the World Finals down there. So uh, we're going to catch up with Dexter Stacy on the program here tonight. And how about this? This guy rarely does interviews. He is a champion for I don't know how many, uh, but I'll tell you, I, I don't think there's another Canadian out there that has more championships than the number 47 of Stompin' Tom Walters. He is going to join the show tonight. He got a championship again this year in the first ever Hot Rod Series at Sunset Speedway. Tom Walters is going to join the show tonight, so I'm really looking forward to catching up with Tom. Uh, Go back to the All-Star days when Tom was winning championships there. and uh, I've known Tom Walters uh, uh, the whole time I've been in this racing game uh, for far, far too long. Um, I I didn't have gray hair back when I started, but... uh, Tom Walters, nevertheless, is always, always a good guest. He's always been a good friend. And uh, we've had our moments where we've disagreed, but uh, we've always meant about it. And Tom Walters uh, is going to join the show tonight. And I'm so excited, Junior. You've known Tom Walters all your life. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think back to, uh, you know, it was always cool when we were at Sobble Speedway as a young kid. Um, uh, you know, talking like like seven, eight years old, when somebody new would come through the back gate, it was always exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, on a regular Saturday night, you'd have your regular guys like Tim Ellis and uh, you know Andy Schmidt and and you know Chuck Lawler and all those guys. And I remember like it was yesterday, it was our Wednesday night dash for cash, and the Midas team pulled in. And uh, it was a great big Midas, and I believe it was Westward Tools that was, that was like on the rig. Mm. Um, but uh, it was Tom Walters, and uh, um, that was my first. Uh, that was my first, you know, uh, r- or, or first time seeing him. Midas, Midas on the car. Yeah, he had a big Midas logo. I thought it was uh, well, it was Snap on back in my day. Yep, but um, at the very beginning, it was Midas. It was a great big yeah. yellow logo. Was it? And. Yep. Uh, um, yeah, no, it was, uh, um, it, I remember it rolling in and, and, uh, you know, there was a bunch of names that rolled in back then, um, that, uh, eventually went on to running in the All-Star Series and, uh, you know, names that, uh, well, names Dwayne that were Baker, and, yeah. Dwayne Baker from over Sunset Way. He yep. was, uh, 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 Trent Schultz was another one. Yeah. Uh, so many drivers that come you know, over our way um, from the Barry market. Yep. And it was back when All-Star got together and Sunset and Peterborough and Cayuga back then was owned by Kim Wallace. He owned yep. Peterborough and Cayuga. Yep. Uh, we got together and uh, created the All-Star series. And, man, it, well, people still talk about it today. I know I still think about it from time to time. And yep. when I do, Tom Walter's name usually fits into that equation because he was such a staunch competitor back then. And it's amazing to see that even today, when Tom Walters puts that helmet on, 
heads out onto that racetrack. He means business, yep. even today. And uh, proof in the pudding goes out and gets another championship. I don't know what number it is, but he will. What number of championship? Yeah. Yeah, it's in the 30s for sure. It's, well, it's way up be. there. No, yeah. 30s was like a few years ago. He's got to have more than that now. Yeah, it's, it's it's way up there. It's a big number, that's for sure. It and, sure uh, is. Um, you know, I, I think back to, uh, uh, you know, in the limited late model, some of the best limited late model memories that I have at Sunset Speedway, Peterborough Speedway, uh, you know, controversial moments with uh, with him and Mike Bentley and uh, controversial moments with him and Chris Morrow, you know, pounding on each other and, um, you know, some, some really big dominant performances, uh, um, you know, and then plenty of good races, too, that weren't controversial. It just, uh, um, you know, just so many races, it's such a such a staple at Sunset Speedway. Um, you know, when he does retire, I imagine that the number 47 has got to... He's got to be retired. <laughs> listen, when Tom Walters retires, I'm telling you, they'll put a nail in it, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, that, I cannot see the guy retiring. Uh, Tom Walters is one of those guys that uh, through the, all the time I've known him, that man has not aged one day. Not one day, not one minute of a day. Tom Walters looks the same today as he did the day I met him uh, years ago. Yep. And uh, he's still sharp as a tack behind the wheel. And uh, I can't see him slowing down anytime soon. No, definitely not. And uh, still still puts together a really cool race car. That Rambler oh, that he's got, yeah. it's, it's pretty neat. It's uh, It won a pile of money this summer. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that, that race car, um, I know Dwayne Baker drove it at the beginning of the year for the big Invitational, uh, the weekend of the Pinty's race, I believe. Mm. Um, uh, there was there was a big, uh, uh, you know, big money race for those hot rods, and um, he picked that win up, and then he picked up a pile of wins throughout the, the course of the summer um, with the regular hot rod division, and, and uh, yeah, just to, uh, it would be interesting to see what the payout, you know, what that car accumulated over the course of the year, because he did pretty good with it, but uh, um, uh, really interesting. Um, you know, just a, a great cat. Looking forward to talking to him. Yeah, sure is. Uh, so that's what we got lined up for you. Uh, we're also going to, uh, I'm going to hit the first break here, and we'll get that sort of uh, planted and out of the way. And when we come back, of course, uh, next weekend is Phoenix. It uh, ends the championships for the Truck Series, the Xfinity Series, and, of course, the Cup Series. Um, I don't know if you can get a better scenario than what we've got sliding into uh, heading into Phoenix, Jr. I know yesterday... Uh, with the Xfinity Series finishing off, uh, it was uh, it was crazy. I didn't know how many final restarts we were going to have. And I know you and I were back and forth, texting back and forth. Who are you taking with that six laps to go? I said, you know what? If that seven car takes the outside and uh, it gets just a little bit of luck, I think that seven car is going to do it. And it didn't look like it. He didn't have the fastest car. Um but lo and behold, that's who went to Victory Lane. I was so excited to see Justin go to Victory Lane. Um, he deserves to get one back, you know. Oh yeah, he's been through enough of those uh, those heartbreaking moments that we've seen that RCR, you know, suffered through yesterday. Um, Richard's got to be beside himself. He was, and and I was really shocked. I know you want to throw it to break, but I was really shocked at the the whole scenario and all the words that were said afterwards, and and really the lack of professionalism. Um, 
you know, that came from Richard Childress. Um, uh, you can't say that very often, but, uh, um, you know, he said that uh, he's had a lot of drivers drive for him, and, and, and Sheldon Creed was the stupidest one that he's ever had. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, for him to say stuff like that, um, heat of the moment, heat of the moment stuff. Uh, you know his uh, his competition director, I believe that's his title, Andy Petrie, uh, lipping off. Uh, uh, you know Sheldon Creed uh, on pit road, and um, man, I- I'm here to tell you, as a short track guy, I, I live and breathe this stuff, and and uh, Sheldon Creed didn't do a lick of anything wrong. I don't think didn't he, look it. He moved him. Didn't look and and well. he stood on the brakes to uh, make sure when that hit came, he he didn't get moved. Um, but he can't control what the 20 car does, No, you know, no, uh, no. three lanes back. And, uh, um, you know, when, when the 21 misjudged the braking zone, uh, you know, hit the back of the, hit the back of the two. And then, you know, the, the 20 car came screaming in there and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the 21 went around and, and the two car was nowhere near when the 21 went around. No. And, no. uh, tell me that um, 21 car didn't get beat up though. Oh man. The, uh, that looked like a Talladega wreck. When yeah, you the, look at the car, the after, 27, the whoa. 92, um, I think pretty well everybody hit them except for the pace car. Yeah, exactly. There was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of really hard hits there and you know, that's unfortunate, but, uh, man, it was, uh, you know, it, it's part of, of, you know, what is manufactured with this point system and, and you know why it is an elimination race is to create moments like this heading into Phoenix and and uh, heading into the final race and and uh, I think hats off to NASCAR they <laughs> they got what they wanted and and uh, um, you know I think that uh, it'll it'll definitely be you know the the race to watch uh, Saturday next week uh, oh, the yeah. Xfinity race you're not gonna want to miss a moment of next weekend's NASCAR festivities all from Phoenix. Uh, It's going to be incredible, to say the least. We're going to hit this first break. When we come back, Junior and I are going to talk about the truck series. We'll talk Xfinity for a couple of minutes, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about some cup, too. Of course, the cup race is on right now, and uh, it's going to be real interesting to see who the final four is there. We will hit this break and come back with you all live tonight from the Race Time Radio Studio. We'll be back. Stay with us. Hey, this is Kurt Busch, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. 
All of Tom's music, influences, collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on the Buried Treasure Show. Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown with Mike Campbell. And more. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's alright. And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Al! Woo! Shake and bake! And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everyone, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight from the Race Time Radio studio, all live on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks, and, of course, on Rev TV Canada, right across this big, beautiful nation. Uh, the season is wrapping up, and we do have the final four all laid out now for the Camping World Truck, but, but, but for the Craftsman Truck Series, old guy, old habits, um, Craftsman Truck Series, you got the final four. You got uh, uh, Corey Heim is in that final four. You got Carson Hosevar in the 42 truck. Uh, you got Ben Rhodes in the 99. And of course, you got Grant Enfinger in the 23 truck. Junior, out of those four, who do you think is going to be our champion for 2023? I think just based on speed alone, you gotta you gotta look at uh, at Corey Heim. Um, you know, you look at uh, uh, what he's been able to do and the team that is around them. Um, they're they're kind of the big dog on the block when it comes time for uh, who's left. Um, I think heart wise and and hunger wise, I think Grant Enfinger um, is definitely got the hunger to go get it done. Oh yeah, and but the final GMS exactly. Ride, right? Yeah, so um, you know, I think that. Between those two, um, I, I think that uh, uh, I would put my money on Corey Heim. Uh, that being said, he doesn't have the experience that Grant does. Right. Um, but I mean, it is anybody's game. It's uh, you know they they can they can get it right on the setup. Uh, Phoenix, you know, it throws curveballs at these guys every single year. Um, there'll be guys you know cutting that dog leg and mm -hmm. running into different grip scenarios. Um, I think that, uh, you know, a guy that can overcome adversity um, is 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 got to be a favorite to win, and that puts the cards in Ben Rhodes' hands. You yeah. know, uh, yeah, lately yeah. he's been the guy that can uh, overcome adversity and, and kind of, you know, just get in or, or get the win or what, whatever it might be uh, by the skin of his teeth, but, but you know, be there at the end and uh um you know you got to look at him and and uh all four all four teams are are guns a blazing i think what you're gonna see is is uh a, 
not a surprise winner, a, an outsider win the race. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't doubt that Zane Smith goes out there and, and wins in his final truck race with uh, with front race. row. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's so good there. He's lights out good at uh, at Phoenix. And I would say that's the only one on the weekend where you're going to see a non-chaser win. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, I, I think that, uh, you know, both the Xfinity Series, um, you know, I think a, a chaser will go uh, to victory lane. And I think a chaser will go to victory lane in the Cup Series as well. But I think in the Truck Series, Zane Smith has got to be the favorite to win. Um, in my eyes, he is good, and uh, um, Corey Heim, I think, would be my favorite for the championship. Grant and Finger, which we've had on Race Time Radio numerous times, Grant's always been a really good friend of RTR. And again, I reached out to Grant this week and said, "Hey, can we get you on the show to preview Phoenix and what's going to be the last GMS ride?" Of course, with Grant in the final four, I believe he's going to be the guy to beat in that race. And uh, invited Grant on. He's always said yes. This time he said, Joe, we're going to have to wait until after Phoenix. Um, he, he, his baby is on the way, if not delivered. And I believe the other day he said, we're going to have our child within the next 24 hours. Yeah. So uh, he has definitely uh, got his hands tied up. And uh, I said, no problem, Grant. We will catch you after Phoenix. And we'll be able to look back on that final race. But uh you know, when I look at uh, experience, Grand and Finger, when you look at raw speed uh, amongst all those trucks, uh, Grant has been uh, like very consistently in that top 10, uh, very consistently, I would say, even in the top five trucks to beat each and every time. And when all the chips get put on and put into the middle, I kind of think Grant and Finger, that championship uh, or uh, champion equipment, Chevrolet, GMS wants this more than anybody does to go out on top. I kind of think Grand Enfinger is going to be the guy to uh, lead them all. I think he's going to be the guy to beat in the championship. But look at Carson Hosevar. He is riding a wave. He has been all season long. Um, we I spoke with him in July at the IWK 250. Of course, he was the NASCAR driver, the uh, resident that comes in each and every year. They have a new NASCAR driver that will come into the IWK 250. And this year it was Carson Hosevar. I spent some time sitting down with Carson without the microphone on it, just talking to him about the season that he was having, about the career that he's really got. You want to talk about a short track guy? Carson Hosevar is all of that. And uh, when you see what all has transpired for Carson, and it hasn't all just sort of fell into place, he's made a lot of this stuff happen through talent and through hard work and elbow grease. He is really doing a good job. Carson Hosevar wants to win this championship before he goes on to Cup, and he's going to do that next year. He will be in that 42 car. I think he's ready. How about you? Uh, yeah, I think he's ready. I just don't think that Nice Motorsports has got. It, you can pick it as a favorite. I, I think they are so inconsistent. You know, they. Uh, I know they made it to the final four, so you got to have a certain amount of consistency. Four wins, but, but he got it there through a must-win situ- situation, and and uh, you know, I they, they are just. Uh, they are so hit or miss, and rolling into Phoenix, I don't see that Nice Motorsports, um, you know, has what it takes to to get it. If they were going to uh, 
you know, Talladega or they were going to um, Atlanta or they were going to a track like that, I'd give it to Nice. Um, you know, if they were going to uh, Homestead or, you know, one of those tracks like that, mm-hmm. um, uh, then I, I would give it to them. But on the on the one-mile racetracks and, and under um, – uh, Grant and and uh, and Corey Heim just shine head and shoulders over them. So it'll be it'll be really interesting. I think that uh, uh, the Toyota camp uh, uh, has got a a very very strong foothold, if you will, on on uh, Phoenix, and and it'll be interesting to see what they can do. How about you? Who do you think? Who's going to be your truck favorite? Who do you think's going to win the race? Who do you think's going to win the championship? Send us a note. You can do that on Facebook or uh, Twitter, whatever way you uh, follow along with Race Time Radio. Send us a message tonight. And uh, I know Junior loves going through it. We'll, uh, we'll put out who you think is going to be the Truck Series champion and who the Truck Series winner is going to be come Phoenix next weekend. I know none of us are going to miss it. Um, I've always loved the Truck Series. I wish they were coming back to Canada, but it doesn't look like they're coming back to Canada just yet. No, well, for sure not in 2024. The schedule is out already, but uh, um, yeah, definitely. The the hope was, and and I think there was uh, there was a lot of commotion this year about all of NASCAR coming to Canada. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it um, seems like it was either all or nothing. Yeah, it did, and, and that 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 really is unfortunate because the Truck Series at CTMP was uh, such a successful event. COVID has so many things, even today, screwed up. It Race Time Radio was one. We had a lot of live races before COVID. COVID come along and literally squashed everything that we were doing. Mm-hmm. And we've been in rebuild mode since, and we haven't even come close to where we were pre-COVID. Yeah. And the same can be true with CTMP. Now, tell me they don't put on some tremendously exciting races. They do. CTMP has really got it covered. Uh, You've got IMSA coming through again. You've got uh, all the top road racing coming through. But I'll tell you that that truck race was such a favorite of mine. Uh, The Silverado 250 was always a weekend that I could guarantee I knew where I was going to be that weekend, and it was at CTMP. Yeah, 100%. Now, they did add the Trans Am Series. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, the Trans Am Series is going to be good. Um, they have not been there for a tremendous amount of time, and, mm-hmm. and uh, the Trans Am Series has, has went through such a rebuilding process, and you look at the names that are in it, and you look at the teams that are in it, and you look at the cars that are in it. Um, man, the Trans Am Series is... Uh, is is alive and well and and doing some really crazy things and and I think it's going to be um you know one of the races of the year I think that uh, a tremendous amount of people are going to be there for that event and and uh, you know I, I think it's a great substitute for the truck series I I would put the two on the same level yeah but they don't on no, 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 no. They're, they're just not the fan base I don't believe like the Trans Am series the Trans Am series has it. a massive fan base. sure it does yeah it, but I don't think it's the truck series but we're going to a road course. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, I mean, CTMP this year for the the Labor Day weekend, I guarantee there was all the thirty five thousand people there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, the place is going to be packed with Trans Am there. Yep, I think that you're gonna. I think you'd see equal to the same crowd with Trans Am versus the Truck Series at CTMP. Now, talking oval racing, no, I think that you know the fan base. Right. 
uh, is you know obviously skewed towards NASCAR and, and towards the the bar mark. But but when you look at uh, when you look at Trans Am on CTMP, um, it's kind of like you know the uh, Isma Super Modified is going to Cayuga, or you yeah. know it's yeah, yeah it's got that theme, it's got that feel to it. You know it's got that they're supposed to be there. They're supposed to be on a track like CTMP, and and uh, you, you know that's that's where those things can really stretch their legs. I want to see what the speeds are at the end of the Andretti straightaway with those Trans Am cars because yeah. they are going to be clipping. Oh, they're going to be flying. Uh, it, it's going to be it's going to be neat to see. So, um, I know. think back. I think back to when I had Sobel Speedway. Uh, Mike Kuznicki from Owen Sound uh, had uh, he, he was crew chiefing and builder uh, for Hold'em uh, in the Trans Am series back in the day, and Mike had the Hold'em's Trans Am ready to go. Uh, they were getting ready for a race, and Mike needed to shake it down. So he called me, and he said, Joe, can I bring the Trans Am car out to the beach, and we're just going to shake it down? I said, Mike, what are you going to learn here? He said, nothing. We're not going to learn a thing, but I am going to be able to nut and pull the car after. Can I bring it out? I said, absolutely. He brought that Trans Am car out, and Junior, what a machine. That thing was going. He even spun it around the opposite way. Uh, to try and do some laps going the wrong way on the speedway because, of course, those cars go left and right. Uh, but what a beautiful machine. I want to say the J.F. Lanya out in B.C. that you see on Rust Brothers, I want to say he has the Trans Am car as well. No, I think he's got an SCAA car. He's got an SCAA Trans Am style car. Oh. But he doesn't have I a Trans Am. I thought it was Trans Am series. You never know. JF, yeah. he's got a lot of yeah. race well, cars he might out have, there. He might have a Trans Am car that he runs at like Area 27. Because there's, there's a lot of like, oh, yeah. older Trans Am cars that that they run in SCAA mm-hmm. and things like that. So he might have a Trans Am car, but he doesn't run in the in the sanctioned Trans Am series. Um uh, that would stand out to me if if he did so much. But, but they are definitely the the cars themselves are just bad to the bone, <laughs> um, and uh, you know they're definitely a purpose built race car. And um, it'll be uh, it'll be really interesting to see uh, everything come together there. But uh, but you are right. You know I I wish that uh, you know it's it, it, the root of everything. You know coming down was the the mandate for the the whole vaccine deal mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um the second that they mandated the vaccine that that basically augured out all the american because they didn't have yeah. the mandates right yeah um so that that augured out you know all the the american uh, uh series from coming back it even took indycar you know a year a full year sure. to recoup before they could come back um and uh and you know just with it being, you know, kind of abolished or, or allowed to come across without it, um, that just happened at the beginning of this year. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it, it's definitely taken some time. I think in 2025, we're going to be talking about not just the truck series at CTMP. I think we're going to be talking the truck series at CTMP. I think we're going to be talking about the Xfinity series somewhere in Canada. I think we're going to be talking about the Cup series somewhere in Canada. Oh, man. I think that, that uh, cool? 2025. Um, the amount of involvement that NASCAR had and the amount of excitement that NASCAR had about Canada this year versus, you know, next year um, uh, or, or this like this past season. Right. Um, I thought and everybody else in the industry as well thought that we were going to see that similar thing, whether we've seen the truck series and the cup series or, or what have you. Um, but uh, I think that uh, the top three, I wouldn't doubt, be in 
north of the border in, in 25. So much to look forward to. Uh, I absolutely can't wait. That's what we love the offseason for. And we're going to feature all kinds of, of what we've got to come in 2024. We'll have it on Race Time Radio as the days click on by. Uh, we still got stuff to cover off for 2023, of course. We have champions and uh, winners coming up still tonight on Race Time Radio. Uh, but we do have a lot more to look forward to even this year. Uh, got, got a text actually from Corey Mears out in BC. Uh, he uh, made me aware of a, a, like five Canadians that are going to be heading down to Vegas uh, to go into the sprint car, uh, or the, the, the uh, showdown at the end of the year, uh, at the end of November, we got like five Canadians on the entry list already, and uh, we're going to dig into that over the next couple of weeks and get those Canadians on. I wasn't aware that they were zipping across the border out in the West Coast, but uh, we got lots to look forward to. I'm hearing the NASCAR Pindy Series stuff is all going to get launched here in short order. Hopefully before April, but I'm hearing that it could come out in the next couple of weeks. A lot of wacky, wacky news, too. Well, from, yeah. From the rumor mill. Um, definitely uh, looking forward to uh, uh, to seeing, you know, what what all transpires. But um, some rules changes by the sounds of it. Some schedule shakeups. Some track um, changes. Yeah, some track changes. Some uh, just uh, some stuff for people to look forward to. And, um, you know, as well, some different names and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting to see what all, you know, I know that the owners have a meeting uh, tomorrow and, and uh, uh, you know, to Monday. Um uh, and and hopefully Tuesday, Wednesday, we, we start to uh, learn some more and, and uh, um, hopefully the, the releases start coming out and, and we can make some stuff public. But, uh, uh, you know, we've done a lot of talking here, yeah. but we haven't talked about Canada's biggest shot at a crown jewel, um, you know, for 2023. Cole Butcher. Cole Butcher. Cole Absolutely. Butcher. In, Next in weekend. In the hunt to get... Uh, the ASA All-Star Tour um, uh, uh, points championship. He's eight points back from Ty Majeski. Ty Majeski is on a backwards slide right now. Um, you know, heading into Nashville, where a track where Cole Butcher is really good, and, mm -hmm. and Majeski is not real good. Um, uh, now, Majeski's good everywhere. Sure, but, sure. But, um, of course, Majeski's going to be making the, the trip back and forth. Um, you know, that's a long trip, Phoenix to, uh, to Nashville. Um, and, uh, you know, he's not putting a hundred percent focus into the ASA tour. So, uh, Cole Butcher has got a real honest to goodness shot at coming away with a massive championship and, uh, a Canadian driver, a proud Canadian driver, um, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, uh, big stuff to come from that, uh, from that 28 Tilton load. Uh, uh, Donnie Wilson car. Yes, absolutely. We're going to hit this quick break. I can see the cup race is wrapped up. So I got to tell you, Cole Pern ain't that far away. He's going to join us tonight. We'll find out what it's like to have one of those cup championships as a crew chief, as a Canadian. That guy climbed the mountain. He did it. 2017, of course. Everybody remembers that uh, with uh, Martin Truex Jr. and Cole Pern standing in victory lane. Uh, with the championship for the Cup Series, he is going to join us here before the top of the hour. Stay with us. We'll hit this break, and we'll clear the track, uh, and we'll get Cole on here. Stay with us, everybody.
Hey, Rick Benjamin here. Enjoy your time on Race Time Radio. We'll see you next time. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. The SXM app is your one-stop destination for everything you love. Uh, things keep getting bigger and bigger for these two. Everything you missed. You two were so funny together on the Oscars the other night. An exclusive podcast, video, and on-demand access to your favorite stations. Hear your favorite team from the car, from your home, or on the go. He walks in, put it between his legs! All with the SXM app. A free download now from the Google Play or Apple App Store today. Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Your weekly fix of newsmakers and newsbreakers is found right here. We call it Race Time Radio. With your host, Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, one and all, to Race Time Radio. Annie, I believe you are listening in there. Annie, can I get you this to disconnect and then reconnect at 6.05? Or or pardon me, at 6.30. That is Tom's slot. Uh, I'll get you to disconnect because we have... Uh, Cole Pern that is going to jump on this show. Uh, let me see if I can pull Cole up this way. Watch this. I think I've got the technology. Look at that go, Cole. I got you up there. How are you, buddy? Oh, not too bad. How are you? Good, 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 good. Now i got to learn how to move that over to the side, and I did. Cole, uh, great to see you. Man, I haven't talked to you in a long time here on Race Time Radio. Uh, did you enjoy today's race, and how have you been doing? Um, yeah, it would have been better if uh, Gibbs cars maybe could have won, but um, I kind of, to be honest, I gave up watching when the 19 sped on pit road and 
went outside and tried to get some stuff done because we have a nice day. So yeah. we're uh, winter out here, so out of a nice day, so had to get some stuff done outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Now you're out in BC. You're not with us in Ontario anymore. You haven't been for quite a while now. Uh, out in BC, you've got yourself a ski chalet, if I heard correct. Uh, how are things uh, yeah, coming? Backcountry lodge. Yeah, it's not really a chalet, but yeah, oh. just country uh, lodges. Yeah. Yeah, I seen uh, yesterday. Of course, Penticton Speedway had their final spooky event yesterday. And uh, I happened to go on there, wanted to see how the weather forecast was looking, to see if they were going to get the race in. And I noticed minus 5 degrees overnight. So I thought, wow, winter is setting in in the hills out there in B.C. Whereabouts are you in relationship, Cole, to Penticton? Are you close or are you uh, far uh, away? <clears throat> five hours kind of northeast. So, um, yeah, we're a bit colder here and Compared to that, we got a bunch of snow there Monday, I guess. We had about eight inches today, and which was crazy. And then, yeah, it's been like minus 15 or eight and getting almost to zero, I guess, maybe some days. But other days have been pretty cold, so wasn't really ready for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess not. One nice, One more nice weekend would have been okay. Yeah, 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 I hear you. Uh, we all, as Canadians, we all want one more nice weekend and then let the snow fly. Cole, uh, you've been out of racing now since, what, 2017 after the championship. I believe you uh, stepped aside, right? Uh, 2019, yeah. Oh, 19. So what's it feel like now, uh, just standing on the other side, watching? Um, it's good. I'm I'm still, uh, I still work for Gip, Um from home. So, which is good. Um, I do kind of work in the aero department, simulation department. So, kind of just have a regular role, which is perfect. It's like just enough for me to stay involved a little bit, use that side of the brain a bit, and uh, yeah, not travel or not have to be, uh, you know, involved in the week of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Annie, I can see you there. Annie, can I get you to disconnect your signal there? Uh, we're going to get Cole on. We've we got Cole on here, and it's screwing us up here a wee bit. I'll get you to disconnect and then reconnect at 630. Thanks, Annie. Uh, Cole, uh, watching Martin Truex, man, he just about made it in this time. Are you in touch with the team much? Like, uh, did, did they still lean on you for your expertise? Uh, yeah, like I just said there, I, I do all the aero maps for Gibbs. So, um, yeah, it's a, yeah, more supporting all the teams like that than, than just 19. But, uh, yeah, it's different. You know, it's quite a bit different now with the new car and, and, uh, and everything you have to go through that. Uh, definitely. Yeah, uh, this is uh, really screwing us up here. Your audio keeps going in and out. So I got to get a hold of Annie somehow here and get her to disconnect uh, from here. Sorry about that, Cole. Uh, still a rookie when it comes time for all of the video end of things. Uh, you know, it's, it's just uh, it's one trying of those to grab things. audio from two different sources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's trying. To, you're you sound like a robot, and 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 we're getting intermixed signals. But uh, uh, Cole, Cole looking at uh, um, you know the the way that the new car has kind of came together, and 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 the races that that we've seen, uh, you know, over the course of of the two years now. Um, how are you, how are you, you know, coming to grips with the new car? How do you like the new car or do you like the new car? Are you allowed to say that? Um, yeah, I mean, I can say whatever. Um, no, I'm not generally not a big fan of it, but, 
not not against the concept of having a spec car i mean it's uh if it is for cost control and that side of things if that helps the sport then yeah that's a positive i just think the way they did it was you know could have been executed a bit a bit better and maybe have a bit better product uh than what they have i mean it's kind of they're insanely expensive to build and then you know for not really that great a product so it's uh yeah it's a bit of a challenge i think uh but the teams are still race you know they still throw a green flag still throw a checkered flag so it's uh yeah it's kind of a lot of a lot of the same that way but you know i think you know especially on the road course short tracks that side of things it's you know the racing uh seems to be suffering a fair bit do you get out to many short track races cole out there on canada's west coast do you get out to many no no i didn't we were actually you brought up penticton earlier we um Trying to fucking disconnect it. It's not. Um, there. Yeah, that's better. Yes, <laughs> it is. Far better. Thanks. Yeah, we were out there for a hockey camp this summer, so we did go out. Uh, I took the kids out the one Saturday night to Penticton, and I'd never been there before, so it was kind of cool to see that facility, and kids got to watch King of the Hill. They've never seen that, so that was exciting. I'd say that was the highlight. So, But other than that, no, um, I, I really don't. It's not really too easy to get to any tracks around uh, where I'm at. So, yeah, um, that'd be fun a, than regular. Should be a five hour run, whichever way you want to turn. So, uh, yeah, kind of kind of a tough deal there. Do you get many of the NASCAR Pinties teams? And, you know, all of our Canadian guys, they, they know who you are, they know what you've done. Uh, do, do they sort of try and hunt you down and say, hey, Cole, what do you think of this? Uh, not so much. Um, I, I try and help McCall's uh, out, you know as much as I can with things. And, you know, I kind of like, uh, yeah, the late model side more so than the Pinty's cars. They're kind of, they're still the same as when I race them. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> they're kinda, I f- would be nice if they made some advancements, but, um, the late models are cool. Um, definitely, uh, yeah, kind of like helping those guys a bit on that side of things, get to use, you know, use that part of your brain. It's, it's crazy with the way NASCAR goes. You just, you know, it's more about, you know, you're coming up with new things and then it's constantly things you can't do um, with rule changes and stuff. So it's kind of fun. The late model side is it's still more like a race car, actually. So it's a it's a lot more, uh, I don't know, more entertaining to work on, I guess. Yeah. And uh, well, I, I, nothing would be relevant to what the Cup Series is. Right. You wouldn't be able to really take too much of the knowledge that you have. Uh, in the Cup Series and, uh, you know, maybe swing it over to a pro late model or a super late model, or could you? Is there any of that sort of stuff that slides sideways? Um, well, I mean, you're still trying to achieve the same thing, right? You're trying to make a, you know, four-wheel car go around a circle. And <laughs> so it's, uh, it's you know, somewhat similar in that regard. For sure, you're trying to achieve the same thing. Maybe how you get there is definitely different, but... Um, you know, a lot of the same, it's still physics and the same physics kind of apply. We're with Cole Pern, of course, uh, the 2017 crew chief on the 78 furniture row of Martin Truex Jr. It was these guys, uh, the, the whole team went and got the championship in the Cup Series in 2017. And man, I, re- I think of it, it feels like yesterday to me. How about to you, Cole? Is it, does it feel like it was that many years ago? Yeah, it feels like a lifetime ago, um, to be honest. So it's funny. Yeah, you, you definitely remember it, but um, it's, yeah, it feels like a long time ago. A lot of, lots happened since then. And 
Um, you know, I'm more, I kind of, it's funny, I more remember the more recent years, I guess. I'm, I remember my last year in the sport more so than, than that year. Um, in a lot of ways, it's just, uh, like that kind of feels a little bit different. Um, you know, my last year with the 19 at Gibbs and stuff, um, that's kind of more, more fresher in the memory bank than, than 2017. Living in Colorado and working at Furniture feels like eons ago to me. And it would, too, right? It would just be kind of a blur. Uh, you know, I think back, and uh, Cole, I've followed you since you drove that Kubota car uh, here in Ontario at Delaware Speedway. You truly have climbed the mountain. Uh, you got the mountain. You got the championship. There's nothing else you could have done as a crew chief. Uh, now, you've always been an accomplished driver as well. Uh, was your number one goal to go drive in NASCAR, or did you uh, sort of say, you know what, I'd be real happy going down the crew chief side? Yeah, there is no hope on the driving front, that's for sure. Um, oh, come on, you're hard on yourself, buddy. You were good behind the wheel. No, that's a, I mean, going from racing in Ontario to making it to that is a is a huge leap and definitely something that wasn't in the cards for me. Um, you know, I think I was just fortunate enough to, yeah, to be able to go to school and get an engineering engineering degree, and then you know have the racing background to to go with it, um, put myself in a good spot to get a job, and you know it's crazy how it goes. Uh, you know, when I started, I think if I had been a year later, I maybe wouldn't have wouldn't have made it the way the sport went, the economy collapsed, and all that happened kind of around two thousand eight and that side of things. So pretty fortunate on a lot of timing, and that's you know. You always say you'd rather be lucky than good, and you know definitely was fortunate to uh, have a lot of opportunities come my way. You know, there's so many Canadians that are involved in short track racing in the sport that we all love, and you know, Cole, they look at you, they 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 see what you have done in your career. Uh, what's the best advice you could give a Canadian guy involved in short track uh, that 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 aspires to one day? Try and be in the Cup Series, not as a driver, as a crew member, as a crew chief, uh, a tire changer, to be part of it down south. What's the biggest uh, advice, if if there is such a thing, that you could give to them? Uh, I mean, there's plenty of opportunities now. I mean, uh, you know, I think like anything, it's hard to find good people. So um, and it's not just me. There's tons of Canadians uh, working in NASCAR currently, you know, and all across a whole bunch of teams. So uh, lots of other people have made that move and you know, are, uh, are doing quite well down there. So it's, you know, it's just a commitment. Um, I don't know. I'm not up to speed on what the visas and that side of things <laughs> of, of it is, but definitely if you're an engineer, that's a lot easier to get a work visa than it is just being a mechanic or that, that side of things. So, you know, going to school is um, not a bad idea for sure. And, you know, any, like any job really, you know, having practical experience and educational background is sets yourself up the best, um, but yeah, I think if you're a hard worker and you know not an idiot, you can you can make your way down there pretty easily. I think that's what I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say uh, go to school or or if you want to start at the bottom as a tire guy or a or a, a floor scrubber, and you you better better marry an American. That's the only <laughs> that's the uh, <laughs> I didn't have the uh, I didn't have the little ticket at the end, right? The the uh, the little diploma portion, but uh, uh, they they can put the brakes on it pretty quick. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it's. Uh, it, Cole, I, I've always wondered this. Uh, obviously, you know, they say that there's tons of Canadian fans, and, and we see lots of Canadian fans of motorsports. Uh, now that you're living, you know, northern British Columbia, 
you ever get noticed? Do you ever walk through the mall? Do you ever get noticed and and uh, have a fan go, "What the hell are you doing here?" Oh, uh, we don't have any malls where I live. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean not too much. I mean definitely, you know, uh, I live in a pretty small town, so people know um, that a bit. But it's not because they, you know, they just knew I worked in NASCAR and, and that side of things. It's not so much, uh, you know, get noticed. I mean, maybe the odd time or whatever, but um, not not too much. I wouldn't say. Yeah, pretty wild uh, to see what you've done and uh, to see and to, to know you're still connected in the sport. That that feels good. I'm glad to hear that you're still connected to the sport. Uh, they're, they're still pulling off the expertise of Colburn, and that's uh, probably a good thing. The, the, the 19 car did a good job this year. I know they missed it, but they only missed it by a little wee, little wee bit this year. Yeah, they missed it pretty hard the last nine weeks, I'd say. <laughs> it sucked. Um, but, uh, you know, up until that, they were they were doing really good. And, yeah, I don't really know what the reason was for the wheels falling off. I mean, it seemed like the cars had good speed. The other team cars were, were strong. We made a lot of gains this year, um, you know, with the car compared to how we were last year. Um, last year was a pretty big struggle in the Toyota camp as a whole, so. And it's just, it's hard. I mean, you know, everybody knew that next-gen car was coming, but you're still racing for a championship and um, in the old rules. So it's, you know, it's hard to shift your focus too much. And I think maybe got behind uh, a little bit. Plus, they, I mean, they also just completely changed the rules at the end of, you know, before they yeah. uh, released, before the series started uh, on the new car. It was, you know, always going to be one set of rules and then, you know, at the end of the season there, they tried those set of rules and realized you couldn't even make a lap side by side or even near anybody. So they completely changed rules, which, which put our car in a, at a disadvantage and, you know, really gave Chevrolet an advantage um, last season. Um, so, yeah, a year to work on it. And it's so hard now. I mean, everything's limited. You can't really change much. And you work in a really small sandbox and don't have much wind tunnel time compared to what we used to do. And it's uh, it's really hard to move the needle. But I felt like we did a good job. Um, especially more so the guys down there, not me. I have a very small part in it. But, um, yeah, we definitely uh, got better. And, if, yeah, I'm optimistic for next year. Hopefully, uh, again, we don't know what the rules are going to be. So it's funny. You got you do all this stuff to prepare and submit a car, and then, you know, they can change the rules at the last minute. So it's uh, that part doesn't change. That's what keeps me – it's good for me to stay involved. It keeps me from ever being romantic about it, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Well, the good part is uh, Brad Moran, we know him quite well. You can always get them up to the resort and uh, needle them a bit. Say, hey, Brad, what are you thinking? Put this in. I think Brad's pretty much, That's all those decisions are way over his head. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Hey, I got to throw it back to Toronto. Uh, just a quick news update. Takes 90 seconds. Can I get you to hang out with us for a couple of minutes? I got two more questions for you. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, that's what we're going to do. Scotty, we're going to put it back to you in Toronto. You get us up to date. Takes 90 seconds. And then we're going to come back live with Cole Pern here tonight on Race Time Radio. And uh, we've got lots still to come in hour number two. And that's how we're going to kick it all off. More with Cole Pern on the other side of this quick, quick break. And we will be back. Now we've got to slide down here and hit this thing. And we'll be all set. Here we go. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM Channel 167. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. 
and by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. And just like that, our number two begins all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks, and on Rev TV Canada. Right across the nation. Welcome aboard, everybody. We are now with Cole Pern. Of course, 2017, Cole was the crew chief on that 78 Furniture Row uh, Chevrolet. And, of course, Martin Truex Jr. goes to uh, the championship. Cole was the crew chief. Uh, They slayed the dragon, and they did it uh, and uh, cemented uh, a Canadian in a crew chief position, uh, winning a cup championship, which had never been done before. And uh, it could be a while before we see that again. Uh, but we do have Cole with us. Cole, uh, now we got the final four in NASCAR. I don't know who the final four is. I know uh, Blaney ended up winning. And we had, uh, what, we had uh, Bell and we had... Uh, Larson and Byron. Larson, Byron, that's our final four. Yeah. There you go, bud. Who are you taking in the final four? You got to pick one. Who do you think is going to come away with the championship at the end of Phoenix? Oh, I got to, yeah, I got to go with the Toyota camp and hopefully the 20 can get it done. Um, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I feel like we've been doing a good job getting prepared for there. Um, but man, it's Phoenix is really hard. Um, I think, uh, it's super hard to pass there and really hard to pass with this car. So, um, it'll be interesting, uh, how it works out. You got to have a perfect race. I think it's going to be who has, you know, the best pit stops and comes off pit road in the right spot when it matters, uh, you know, I, I really, that's what it comes down to there. Um, you know, I, I wish it was still at Homestead. I think that's a lot better track to finish it at. But, um, you know, a, a facility is great at Phoenix and everything else is nice. It's just the racetrack is, doesn't really lead, lead to the best racing at times. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the, obviously now you got two Hendrick cars in there. But um, I'm sure Larson will be strong and Blaney there, you know, on a roll or whatever. But. Um, I think whoever can win early, you know, winning early in the round like Larson did, you know, you got to give those guys a bit of an advantage. I know uh, from my past experience, you know, when if you can win that first race and have three weeks to prepare, it's a it's a pretty big advantage. Yeah, Christopher Bell is uh, he is one talented young individual, and he's really come into his own. I can't help but think back to how dominant Kevin Harvick used to be before before the new car came out. Uh, you know, when you go to Phoenix, it was just about a given that Kevin Harvick was going to go to Victory Lane. He was that, uh, I, I don't know, he was that good at that track. How big oh, wow. would it be for Kevin to go out <clears throat> to Phoenix, uh, you know, next weekend and win that race on his final race of his cup career? Wouldn't it be huge? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't see it happening, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they, 
Yeah, I mean, everybody talks about how good he was there, but it was really just a you know kind of a short stretch in a certain rules package where he was where he was so dominant, and then you know it really seemed to fade for them. They weren't really you know they haven't been really good there in a long time. It feels like so um, you know you kind of get in stretches at a certain track where the you know the tire doesn't change. I think you know most of the races he won there was on the same tire, and then you know you get a different rules package and a different set of tires, and it's not the same feel and all of a sudden you're not as good. So it's uh, it's kind of the sport goes in cycles like that, it seems. Does the segment-style racing that we have today and, you know, in Cup and Xfinity truck racing, uh, does that style of racing uh, make it easier for a crew chief and a team, or does it actually make it harder uh, when it comes time for strategy and, uh, you know, running the race like you guys always did? In the trailer before the race even went green, you guys had that race sort of planned out in mind. With the segment style that we see today, and I know it's not new by any stretch, but it is different than, you know, what used to take place. Is it harder today or easier today? Um, it's it's harder in some ways and easier in others. I mean, I think, uh, you know, when you know there's a caution coming, um, you know, it make, can make it complicated. Yeah, you can have a plan beforehand, um, you know, what you're going to do if it's going green. But, you know, cautions always throw that that strategy out to the wind. I think it's I think it's especially hard when you have tracks where there's not a lot of tire wear and, you know, you can stay out or take less fuel or what. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's really interesting with this with this new car. I mean, the pit stops are so fast with the single lug side of it. You're ultimately just it's how much fuel you want to take. Um really dictates your pit stop time a lot of the time. So assuming you have a clean stop, but um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, it's hard to remember really, you know, running the races without the stage breaks. Uh, it was definitely different. You know, I'd say it's simpler for sure. Um, you know, you kind of knew, you know, you have a caution, you're going to pit and you run until you're going to, you know, you need to pit under green and, you know, maybe there's some gamemanship, you know, as far as short pitting and that side of things, but definitely, uh, definitely easier than, I'd say with the stage breaks, add some complexity for sure. Cole, did you think that it was going to change the racing more with the choose cone than what it actually did? Or, or did, were you kind of anticipating the way that everything was to shake out with, with that? I, the reason why I ask that is because you see more and more series, you know, kind of adopting it. And, and, you know, we've seen the late model series up here. Um, the APC series adopted it this year and, and uh, a handful of other series. It's not a new idea in, in racing by any stretch. I remember back in the day at Delaware Speedway, there used to be a, a you could choose to go to the outside if you wanted to, right? It was... Um, um, but but were you kind of surprised at, at how little it affected the racing in the Cup Series? Uh, I, I think maybe to the casual fan it doesn't look different, but, you know, on the inside it's way different. Um, you know, I, I think if you're uh, – there's a huge part of strategy into it. Um, it's I think it's way better um, with the choose cone rule for sure. Um, I wish it had been that way for a lot of times. I mean, some tracks, yeah, maybe it doesn't matter, but you go to – certain tracks where if you, you know, if you don't line up in the dominant groove, like, um, you know, you could be really screwed. You can line up two, three rows deeper. And, and, uh, and, it, and I think maybe, you know, when you focus on maybe the front couple rows, it maybe doesn't look as different, but when you get back in the pack, it really can shake out, um, a fair bit different. Um, so I, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I think it's way more fair. You know, everybody wants to fail on their own terms and, you know, you give them that opportunity with that rule. With Cole Pern tonight here on Race Time Radio. Cole, 
Uh, final question for you tonight. Uh, we surely appreciate the time, man. I can't tell you how good it is to look and see you uh, and hear your voice. Uh, I think you all the time. I really do. And uh, I, just this morning I went, man, with all the talk about Martin Truex and where we are in the championship right now, Cole would be a great guest to have on. And I can't thank you enough for saying yes and jumping on here with us. Uh, when you were on top of the box for Martin and you guys hit Phoenix, uh, we're used to seeing, you know, that the, the cars go down below that yellow line and use the whole track. It looks like they're using half the infield going into the turn. Did you uh, say, yeah, OK, Martin, I need you to go down there? Or is that something that the crew chief sort of says, yeah, I've got it built in where you can? Or did you as a crew chief go, God, I hope he doesn't use that too much down there because it's hard on the car? Um, yeah, I think, you know, in my years, you definitely had to go down there. Um, it was kind of something that, you know, you can say you don't want to or whatever, but, um, for a lot of years we were even qualifying down there. So, um, yeah, but it's different. It's definitely different with this new car with, you know, you run the back of the car so low, you're, you know, the diffuser's right on the ground and, um, it's so sensitive to the aero performance of the car that it, it is a bigger deal, I'd say in the new car now, um, how much you go down there, but once you go down there once, I mean, a lot of the damage is done, um, so it's kind of you might as well just use it up. But it's uh, it's hard on it for sure. Um, kind of a weird thing <laughs> to to have to run through that. But uh, no, it's part of it. I don't know. I don't know how. Uh, at some point, you're going to be down there whether you want to or not. Um, it's just kind of how the racing goes. And it's so exciting too, right? For a fan, when you see cars going <laughs> down there and they go down and they're three, four, five wide, uh, flying down into that turn, you know it isn't going to be that way when they come out. Action is about to pick up, uh, but it, it just blows my mind watching a race at Phoenix. And I know we're in for a good one next weekend in all three series. Do you watch the other two series in NASCAR? Are you a truck fan? Are you an Xfinity fan? Or are you uh, locked into your job in the Cup Series? No, I only watch the Cup Series. Even when I was in it, I barely would watch truck or Xfinities. It's, uh, you know, never was... Uh... I don't know. I feel like they just run into each other and they're now it's just seems to be a bunch of rich kids and run into each other. The racings, I don't, I don't know. Not my, not my scene. Um, for sure. I'd rather watch a late model race than watch truck series. I'd say. Any chance you're going to go back south of the border in the, you know, in the next couple of years, do you think they'd be able to convince you to come back down to the U S and go full tilt on crew chief in a car again, or are those days over? Yeah, I can't, I can't see a scenario where that happens. So I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have, my life would have to get pretty screwed up if I was going to do that. Well, you got winter in front of you right now. I bet you Phoenix would look pretty darn good, or Daytona, I guess, would look pretty darn good come February. Like, if I never went back to Daytona in my life, I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we used to love it when you were at Daytona. Uh, it, it was truly amazing. What you did with Martin Truex, is there, has Martin uh, ventured up to BC and hung out with you for a bit up at the new place or what? Uh, no, yeah, we had talked about it a bit there, but then, you know, COVID happened and uh, all that, so it's been kind of difficult. Now they're scheduled, too. They only have, you know, they only have one weekend off the, the whole season, which is pretty insane. So I don't feel like any of them get to do uh, very much outside of racing. You know, uh, I think he's, you know, driver life definitely different than the crew guy side, but... Um, no, I think it's with the schedule the way it is, it's it's hard to travel for sure. 
truly like living like a gypsy. That's what I used to say to Junior. I hope you're having fun down there in the Cup Series because you're living like a gypsy, man. You're uh, the next race, the next race, and there is no off time. And I guess, too, if Martin comes up to your place, you'd have to make him a breast that, yeah, they shoot deer every now and then, but you usually feed them off the deck here. Um, yeah, no, there's hunting's huge here. I'd say he definitely would be into that. Um, yeah, I was just, my son was playing hockey down south, uh, yesterday we had a couple games and driving back. It's crazy the amount of elk out right now. Um, it was, uh, definitely heads up hockey driving home, trying not to make sure he didn't smoke anything. So, um, no, it's, uh, it's good hunting up here. I'm sure he would love that. Definitely. Well, it shocked me. I was out in Penticton. We had the, uh, Western Rattler 300 to do. And uh, we were in Ben Ticton, had the broadcast team there, and I had to run to Canadian Tire to pick up some batteries for our cordless mics and ran into Canadian Tire coming back out. I'm on a main street in Ben Ticton, and I could not believe my eyes. There was a deer standing right in the middle of the road with traffic going all the way around it, <laughs> and that deer was just right at home in that spot. I, it blew my mind. I could have put the window down and petted him. Yeah, it's definitely a thing. I mean, we don't, right where I live, it's not as prominent, but you go an hour south and there's definitely more. We have black bears is the biggest thing we have. You know, we have nothing to see a black bear walking down the street. That's pretty common uh, where we live. So um, definitely seems to be a bit more. As soon as you go a little more south, a little bit drier, That's they seem to like that, that climate a bit more. Yeah, don't pet those guys, right? You stay clear of them. They get the right of way. Well, mostly they're, black bears are, you know, obviously unless you come across the you know something one that's something wrong with them or something that's they're more often scared of you the, the grizz is the one you don't want to run into yeah yeah that's true and you got them all out there in bc but this has been great catching up with you i know the the fans the listeners of race time radio the viewers uh totally would enjoy this and we can't thank you enough for the time uh you take it easy and uh, I, I i wish i was sitting beside you for next weekend's race i bet you'd be a lot of fun sitting beside you watching one of these cup races uh, I don't know. Most people don't like watching them with me because I get, I, I generally have to watch the broadcast on mute. I can't stand listening to the broadcast. That's what short circuits me. <laughs> but uh, I feel better when I just listen to the scanner and keep the volume on mute. Yeah, well, you have fun. I can guarantee we are all going to. Cole, you've uh, always been a great guest, and I look forward to the next time we get you back on here. Sound good? All right, sounds good. You guys have a good night. You bet. Cole Pern, uh, 2017 Crew Chief Champion, Junior. Uh, What a guy. What a guy. He's been there, done that, and still doing it today. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it's uh, super cool, the... uh, you know, the history that the Pern family has uh, in, in motorsports in Canada and, uh, you know, obviously not just in Canada, across the board. So um, uh, he's, uh, he's a cool cat, isn't he? He was always, sure is. He was always a trendsetter. You know, every other crew chief out there, uh, they either had a crew shirt or they had a, they had a uh, uh, fire suit on, you know, depending on the crew chief and uh, uh, not Cole. Cole had uh, he had a T-shirt, and that was that was in the contract. So uh, it was pretty cool. The guy is uh, uh, he he definitely uh, you know he's he's a brilliant cat, and uh, he definitely wrote some rules. And uh, that's what you want out of a crew chief. You want somebody that's going to be uh, um, you know have have ingenuity and and uh, try some stuff. And um, you know it, it's funny that he mentioned the the portion about late model racing and and you know that you still have those. Uh, you know, you, you still have the ability to change the car. And, you know, 
even just this past summer, you know, you hear guys complaining about that being taken away Mm -hmm. from them, you know. Um, We got to remember that racing is not just about the cars going around in a circle. It's about making the cars go around in a circle as fast as you possibly can, and 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 uh, you know it, through that it you need to make the machine better, and that's what a guy like Cole Pern lives on, right? Uh, it, it's uh, it's tough when they when they limit every step of the way or every advantage that you can come up with. Um, it's kind of like you know not allowing you to to work out if you're a hockey player, right? It's right. the same idea, right? Because you're all so evenly matched. Yeah, it's yeah. All, it's all part of it, right? It's uh, um, you know now don't get me wrong, it's it's also what costs the money. So uh, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it it's part of it, right? So it's uh, you're walking that tight tightrope, and and uh, you know it, it would be interesting and and. To be honest with you, the next time we talk to him, I'm going to have to bring it up. But it's when you look at the world of outlaws, that's kind of what they have going for them. Mm-hmm. Is is it's constantly evolving, but it's contained because the the asphalt or the the racing surface that they race on is different every single time. Well, yeah, every lap. So it, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you change. It doesn't matter what you do. If you have an advantage tonight, you probably don't have it tomorrow night. And if you have an advantage in the heat, you probably don't have it in the feature. Right. So it, it's kind of that way in on the dirt world, and that's kind of why they have so much of a following. Um, and uh, you know, because you can still be, um, you can still put your brain to work, and and you can still put your hands to work, and 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 make your car better. Yeah, you sure can. We got to hit this break when we come back. Dexter Stacy. Speaking of hitting the dirt, he's getting ready. So is his dad. Uh, the two of them are going to head to the World Finals in Charlotte uh, just next weekend. Dexter Stacy going to stop on by Race Time Radio before he does that. He's going to do it all next. Right here, live. Stay with us. Hi, this is Tony Stewart, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks. On Sirius XM, channel 167. Nothing connects like country music. Country music. Dig in to Sirius XM's country universe. The next generation on the highway, channel 56. I need something you. This millennium's hits on Y2 Country, channel 61. Or 80s and 90s prime country on channel 58. Tap into these and more in the country category on the SXM app. Included with all trials and popular plans. What is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio? Tyler Reddy will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won at Indy. Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans. It's all. Joe Logano will set his sights on a championship. Two times, baby. Things. He shoved him up the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. <laughs> NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. 
Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. And welcome back, everyone, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. Of course, Rev TV every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. And throughout the course of the week, you can always crank it on uh, the performance motorsportnetwork.com. Uh, stealing the guys down there, uh, Spin Race Time Radio. This program will air in the U.S. Uh, three or four times throughout the course of next week, as they do uh, each and every week on uh, the Performance Motorsport Network.com. So thanks to all of you. And uh, we're also available on YouTube. If you haven't checked us out on YouTube, you can. It's Race Time Radio TV on YouTube. Don't forget to hit subscribe when you're there. Uh, and then you'll get Race Time Radio each and every time we do a show. Uh, and uh, you join us there each and every week uh, right here on Race Time Radio. Uh, I, I put a tweet out earlier this week uh, saying that I'm working on something big. Uh, and it uh, involves a U.S. broadcaster that uh, has the potential of joining us on Race Time Radio. We're looking at doing a segment each and every week. And uh, on the 12th of November, you'll find out exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, I've been in talks, and uh, it would be kind of cool if we can put this all together and make it all work. Uh, it would be real cool. Uh, I think everybody will uh, really enjoy it. And it gives us a look into the U.S. Uh, and I know this broadcaster has his eyes firmly set on everything that takes place down south. Uh, really, really interesting stuff. But uh, what do you say we get back to the Zoom line, and we're going to welcome in our next guest. Uh, he is getting ready to go for Charlotte. He's got the 92 car. He's got uh, his dad's car ready to go. The two of them, just amazing looking. We see him in the NASCAR Penny Series uh, throughout the course of the summer. Uh, and it, we have for a lot of years. His name is Dexter Stacy, and he joins us kind of on the Zoom line. Can't see you, Dexter. I did, but I can't see you now, but I think we can hear you. What's going on, buddy? Not too bad. You guys? Doing good, doing good. You got those rides all shined up and ready to go for Charlotte, do you? Yeah, my guys did a good job putting together for Charlotte, and it's all loaded up in the trailer, ready to go. I just finished loading up the golf cart in the side-by-side to head down there on my truck and trailer, so... Ah, busy time of the year for you. Fire up that video camera so we can see you. I know you're back there somewhere. Hang on one second. <laughs> uh, Joe, did you see the pictures of Dexter's car? Yeah, and absolutely. His and Wallace's? Dexter, yeah, Dexter's and Wallace's. They they both look great. They they always do. They bring a they bring a uh, an A1 looking car to the racetrack every single time, and uh, no different on the dirt side of things. And and. Uh, uh, the uh, the red really pops. Uh, we're used to seeing you in a purple car there, Dexter. Uh, but uh, red and black, you, you're uh, you're changing it up on us. Well, I bought that car actually last minute to go to Charlotte. Um, nice. I rented it one time to go race in uh, in Albany, 
And then I had a blast with it, and the guy wanted to sell it and everything. So I ended up buying it last minute to go to Charlotte. And then the body was already red, and I didn't want to wrap it and go through all that stuff again. So I just said, make a design on it, and we'll go with it. And it actually came out pretty damn good. So. It, it definitely looks good. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about the, the modifieds. And, like, obviously, you've been – before you ran Panties, you were modified. Your dad spent a lot of time in modifieds. Uh, you guys have been modified nuts for a long time. Uh, but uh, uh, talk – a little bit about is it big block modified uh and and for all of our our viewers you can see it on the screen here uh but is it is it the big block modified class that you're in the 358s no it's not 358s it is the it is the big blocks okay um they have 862 to 900 horsepower depends whose motors you look at um like you said my dad grew up doing it and that's where i got into it went right from uh right from driving go-karts right into actually the 358s i skipped sportsman and I did the 358s, I did the big blocks, and we took a break from it over the past few years, and we decided to get back in it and go have some fun racing with them again. Yeah, it's amazing. You don't sit on the couch often, I can guarantee that. <laughs> uh, if you're not behind the wheel of your Pinty's car throughout the course of the summer, uh, you are, of course, in your dirt car. Uh, I've seen you even in the heart of winter. Uh, you guys love ice <laughs> racing, and you've got that going on in your backyard. Now, last winter, you guys sunk a couple of cars. Actually, I got lucky. I just managed to finish our race and get off the track before the next group went out, and two of them went through the ice. So, yeah, that's pretty lucky, but what are you going to do? It's ice racing. Expect it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It doesn't matter whether it's on snow, ice, or pavement, or dirt, right? As long as I have a steering wheel, it's always fun, no matter what. So last weekend uh, it was the final night at Cornwall Speedway, not too far away, I guess, from Ganawagi, Quebec. So you take the night of Cornwall in. How did the night go? What, what what all transpired? Actually, it started off very well. I mean, we haven't ran there in who knows how many years. And last minute I decided to tell my dirt guys to take the sportsman from Three Rivers and convert into the dirt and let's go try it out. Unloaded, we finished our heat in third uh, which put us into a big show without having to do the Conti or nothing like that. And um, I think we started back 14th, I'm going to think. Yeah, I think 14th, and then I got shuffled back to 18th. And as the race on, I found a minus to find a groove and drove all the way back up to 10th and did a driver mistake and went off the outside of turn three and had to come all the way back to 18th again. So, Well, that's what will happen when you're not on a track consistently and you keep moving around and doing different things. It's pretty hard to hone in. Uh, and, you know, really really get onto a track unless you do it for a few weeks. Then you can find the nuances and uh, sort of find your way and work on that top five positioning. Uh, but, you, Dexter, you're one of those utility guys, and you're getting right into the prime of your career. Does it feel like it? I don't know about prime. Maybe, I don't know about prime. I guess I'm getting older now. It's, I don't know who wants an old guy like me, so we'll see. Well, that, that's the experience, though, right? You get the younger Dexter Stacy. Probably didn't know a lot, but look at the diversification that you've got under your belt now, uh, all the way from, you know, like, like doing all you do, throw in the NASCAR Xfinity Series as well. You can run super speedways, intermediate tracks, everything. Uh, so I think I'd take that more experienced, older Dexter than the younger one, I guess, uh, that, 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 you know, that I got to know and love back then. Oh, 100%. I mean, you look at driving style from back then to now, it's it's a total different animal. Uh, more calm and make moves instead of actually trying to just bump people out of the way and be dirty driver and stuff like that. So 
Yeah, it's totally different. Charlotte, have you done this weekend at Charlotte before, or is this going to be your maiden voyage going to Charlotte with the uh, with the modifieds? It's going to be my first time, actually. I mean, I've been there to watch it so many times and never really ran it, but now since i got a good group behind me to take care of everything, it's easy to actually send them in and jump in and go meet them and go race it. So we're looking forward to it. Even my dad hasn't even been here yet either, so. So success, how are you going to gauge it? Where is that success line going to be where Dexter steps out and goes, you know what, that was a successful weekend. What is it going to be for you? If I can just make the show, I'll be happy. I mean, I'm going against guys that run seven days a week and and put their heart and soul into it and have good equipment. So if I can at least just make the show, I'll be happy. Yeah, make it in and uh, do do the best you can, right, Junior? Well, I tell you what, the the World Finals – um, I lived, uh, my, so for the final year and a bit that I lived there, I, I was the closest apartment building to Charlotte Motor Speedway and, and Charlotte Motor Speedway, Charlotte dirt track, the four wide, uh, 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 drag strip. They're all, they're all right there. Um, on the same, like basically the same grounds, just, uh, with a road separating them. And, uh, when, when the cup series was coming to town, you knew the cup series was coming to town. Um, when the NHRA guys, you knew they were there because you heard them. Right. When the Dirt Series was coming to town, you knew they were coming to town. Yeah. It was it was wild. 500, 515 cars, I believe, is what they're expecting this yeah. year. Not yeah, yeah. 515 modifieds, but 515 cars, uh, you know. Racing uh, starts Wednesday, for exactly. God's Exactly, yep. And, and uh, yeah, making the show, Dexter, that's uh, uh, definitely a big feather in the cap. It doesn't matter what division you're in, the World Finals down there, you make the you make the A main, and, and uh, uh, you definitely accomplishing something but uh looking at the racetrack dexter obviously being there and and seeing it uh is it a racetrack that that really suits your style or is it a is it a racetrack that uh that you've been chomping at the bit and really excited to get to or is it more about the event that that uh, excites you to be honest with you it's a good one i don't know they have different clay to us i mean you look at their clay it's red and ours is just brown and turns into like an asphalt track in the end so i think if it stays tacky and stuff like that i got good enough engine to stay right with them so and I, I don't like to lift, as everybody knows, so I'll be all right there. Yeah, Dexter Stacy does not <laughs> no, like to lift. No, 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 no. <laughs> no she keeps that... his foot in it. It'll come out the other end. How do you get your starting spot for your heats first, uh, and then you progress on? I guess, you know, you, you place in the top five or six, and you would move on. How do you get your start, though? I think it goes by time trials. I'm pretty sure it goes by time trials, and then if they would, depending what group you're in, and that's where they start your spot. Do you or get, unless they go like they used to, or do you pull out of a hat and whatever number you got, that's where you're starting. So, do you get much practice time before? I know in the dirt world they hate practice time. You get four oh, yeah, or five get, laps, and that's you get it. Your warm ups, you get your two, three laps of warm ups, you get your time trials, and that's it. It's go time after that. So, wow, elbows up. You got to be ready to roll. How about Wallace? What's he thinking heading into this? He's got to be excited too, right? Oh, yeah, big time. Um, actually, I drove his car in Volusia in February. We built it in a two-week span, so we didn't know what to expect. And it wasn't the greatest, but it was enough to go down there and run with them. Um, so now that my guy's going through all his cars and everything, he's excited. He drove at Albany Saratoga, too. And actually, he was running good. He was right behind me until he got tired after the last two laps <laughs> to go, and he pulled off. And I was kind of a little mad at him. I said, I don't know what you're doing, but all right. So you've got world finals coming up. Then what happens? Uh, we're into November. Uh, we're going to see you. Like NASCAR is going to be wrapped up. So I know you're not going to be doing anything in November, December, at least from the NASCAR side of things. Have you got Daytona sort of circled on the calendar? Or what do you got coming at us? 
Not yet. I mean, usually when I deal with MBMN, it's the last minute phone call and we decide what to do there and stuff like that. Um, between then and after that, it's probably ice racing. See if we're going to go run some ice racing if they allow us after cars going through last year. But yeah. I think we'll be all right. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, we're hearing that we could see some NASCAR Pinty stuff in the next couple of weeks. That would be welcome news, I bet. Uh, is that in the plan for 2024? Uh, oh, definitely. We're coming back next year for sure. Me and my dad are coming back. Um, we're actually talking about maybe doing new Smyrna or um, or uh, Pensacola. We're looking at buying a car right now and everything. We already bought the motor and stuff, so we're just looking to see what kind of car we want to buy and might go run down there. Man, man, it's exciting times. Dexter, it's going to be exciting this coming weekend. Uh, we can stay up with you on social media and we'll be uh, definitely tuned in to everything you, you two guys have got going on. Good luck in it. Safe travels going down to Charlotte. It's going to be exciting. I can guarantee that. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You want to believe it. Dexter Stacy, watch for him in the World Finals. All coming up next weekend. His dad, too. I imagine the competition junior between Dexter and Wallace. Uh, it, Dexter's going to be saying, well, as long as I top the old boy, and the old boy will be saying, i got to top the kid. Yep. No, absolutely. They, yeah. Uh, uh, they have a pile of fun, you know. They do. I, I, uh, I love the uh, I love the enthusiasm, you know, out of out of both of them all, all, always in the garage area. Um, it doesn't matter what the day brings. Um, Wallace Stacy's got a big smile on his face, uh, just being there at the racetrack. And and uh, uh, Dexter, you know, I I tell you what, Dexter has had this past year. He had some of the best runs that I've ever seen him run. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, there was there was times there where late in the race he was in the running, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know those those days are, are are getting now closer and closer and and more frequent. Um, Dexter is uh, he's he's definitely turned a corner in his career. He's got um, the potential, and, and working with with uh, Jason Hathaway and those guys, I think, has really helped him. Um, you know his his program and and stuff like that, and I, I think that. Uh, you know, as as the equipment changes and and as the um, you know as they update and and things like that, I think that uh, you're going to see some big things out of Dexter. Oh, he's got <laughs> I, the potential. I honestly think so, and and uh, uh, that would be really cool to see him do the Derby or or do the uh, do the uh, uh, the Speed Weeks down yeah. in Smyrna. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's. Uh, and of course, doing the dirt side of things. Uh, if he doesn't do one of those, you, you'll see him at the at Speed Week in Volusia and, and East Bay and all that stuff down there. So, um, man, the guy just—he's high octane, right? Yep. It's uh, octane's in the in the Stacy blood, and and uh, uh, they definitely uh, have some fun with it. They sure do. We're gonna hit our final break, and then on the other side of that break, Tom Walters from Sunset Speedway wins the championship and hot rods. The first year for the Hot Rod Series at Sunset Speedway. And the veteran, Tom Walters, the 47, comes away with yet another championship. He's going to join us on the other side of the break. Stay right there. Junior and I and Tom Walters going to be back with you in just mere moments. Hey, race fans. This is Mike Skinner, pole setter of the Daytona 500 in 1997. You're listening to Race Time Radio. Head out on the highway. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. 
iconic games. 43 points for Stephen Curry. The Golden State Warriors have recaptured home court. One of the best players in the league requesting a trade. The Suns and the Heat are among the two teams Durant has on his wish list. And saying goodbye to one of the greatest players that ever lived. The passing of NBA legend Bill Russell today at the age of 88. If you missed our top 10 NBA stories of 2022 with Frank Isola and Mitch Lawrence, hear it anytime with the SXM app. Just search NBA Radio. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music, influences, collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on The Very Treasure Show. Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown with Mike Campbell. And more. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's all right. And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Andy Gaddish, Nova Scotia. I want my if you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. Canada Talks. And now, back with your host, Joe Chisholm. And back with you all live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. Got to let you know now, uh, we got a couple of weeks where we're going to be preempted next Sunday. You're going to hear uh, on Sirius XM Channel 167, the Raptors have got a game, and it's all going to be live on the channel here. So you'll have to join us on our YouTube channel and, of course, on Rev TV Tuesday. Uh, from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. And then, of course, the Grey Cup comes up on the 29th of November, and uh, the channel will be carrying that. Other than that, Race Time Radio will be live on Sunday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern as normal. But what do you say we get to the Zoom line and we welcome in, how about a champion from Sunset Speedway? He did it again in the 47, his name, Stompin' Tom Walters. He joins us now. What's going on there, Stompin' Tom? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. How about you guys? Doing fantastic, my friend. Congratulations on yet another championship, uh, this time in the Hot Rod Series. Uh, congratulations on that. Uh, thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. Tom, you just keep on doing laps and winning races and winning championships how many is this now? Do you keep track of them? 
Uh, yeah, it's 31. 31. Championships. Yeah, Junior said it's in the 30s. I said, well, no, the 30s, that was a few years ago. I imagine <laughs> it's even higher than that now. Yeah, 31. It, it took a while to get the one in there, but uh, I'm really happy we got it, and uh, we can move on from there. Now, 31 championships, Tom. Is that all at Sunset, or is that including All-Star, including other tracks? or is it that include, Yeah, that's everything included. Okay. Yep. Uh, I believe there's uh, 18 at Sunset, and then the rest are were uh, traveling series yep. and stuff like that. And you got a you got a championship at Barry Speedway too, didn't you? Or was it? Yes, uh, two hundred five and two hundred six. Yep, that's right we won too. the championship at Barry. Flamborough, Flamborough Speedway, another one. Did you get a title there? Never won a championship at Flamborough. Just won a lot uh, of races there. I guess if you counted the series when we were traveling with All Star, right? They were all involved: Sobel, Flamborough, Peterborough, uh, all of them. But mostly uh, the traveling series is. You could almost get three championships in one year because we also did the uh, Lucas Oil Challenge thing, which our div- I won our division and I won the overall and I won Sunset all in the same year. Yeah, yep, so you could get yeah. Pretty amazing. You know, Tom, I, I think back, and I can remember being at uh, Motion the one year, and uh, you come walking through your car, I believe, was in Steve Slaughter's display. Uh, but I remember you walking through. You had a gold jacket on, and it had the big peacock on the back. Uh, Correct. And, and, yeah, it was just amazing. That was another championship, and you got a jacket with it. And it was, uh, what is CRC? Uh, Loretta. Loretta and John. Loretta, yeah, yeah. and CRC, yeah. Loretta That's and correct. John made that. Uh, yeah. That was probably one of my favorite jackets for a long time. And then uh, when my wife and I split up, uh, she ended up keeping that. I never did get to get it back. <laughs> <laughs> that should be in a shadow box somewhere, buddy. Exactly. Yeah. Do exactly. You, do you have yeah. a lot of mementos from over the years? Are you a sentimental guy that uh, sort of looks back on this stuff? Uh, not really. I People remind me a lot more than I actually think about it, uh, of different scenarios that we went through, winning different championships and that. Uh, every once in a while, I... I will relate. I have some pictures here of uh, all-star days with Dizzy Dean in it and stuff like that. And I'll get looking at them some nights and think back of the past. And But I don't really dwell on it too much. Well, I guess that's because you're, you, you keep moving forward. And that's the cool part about you, Tom. Uh, uh, you've moved forward since the day I have met you. And I can't see you slowing down anytime soon. Is the plan to defend that championship in 2024 in that hot rut? Uh, yes, it is. At, at this point, it is. Uh, <clears throat> it's very uh, easy for me because the track's only 10 kilometers away. Uh, so financially, I don't have a whole bunch of traveling and stuff like that. So I can pretty much do it out of my own pocket. Uh, I depend on a few people like Brian Cathcart, B&B Towing, and uh, a couple other people that help me out a bit. But that's our plan right now is to return to sunset and hopefully the uh, hot rod division grows even bigger and we have more competition. And it's going to uh, undoubtedly. And I know right now that Anne would not let you sit at home on a Saturday night watching TV. <laughs> uh, she'd be saying, get your butt into that race car. Uh, she loves yeah. it as much as you do. Yeah, she, uh, she loves it a lot more than I do at this point right now. <laughs> uh, she keeps me going. We actually have uh, three cars in the shop right now. I'm building two more hot rods as we speak. 
Uh, plus, I still have the Rambler. And, uh, yeah, we're trying to move forward and, and grow the hot rod division. I think it'll be great. And what cars are those in the shop? Can you tip your hand? I didn't say who, but what? Uh, one is one that my very first house car from McCall, uh, I had the uh, chance of purchasing it back. Uh, so I bought it back. Uh, that's one is going to have a 65 Oldsmobile Cutlass body. Cool. I picked up another one a week ago which was a Bob Rippington chassis, uh, Tommy Milligan's guy, and uh, Dwight Brown drove for uh, Rippington. I picked it up, and I'm going to make it a, a 68 Chevelle. Really? That's cool. How yeah. cool is that? Uh, look, uh, he, he'd be the guy, too, right, Junior? I look at the names of the guys that are working in the Hot Rod Series, right? That that are Whether they're driving, whether they're turning wrenches, whether they're working, you know, it, it just the people that are involved, whether they be on the racetrack or, or off the racetrack. But, you know, you list a few of these names, right? Tom Walters, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Pops off the, off the top. Um, you know, uh, Chuck Lawler, right? Uh, helping the nine car and those guys, right? Uh, Peter Shatanis. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the, the names go down the list. I know Brian McDonald does tons of work on, on lots of the, uh, guys stuff. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, but the names that, that, you know, are, are involved in the hot rod series specifically is so cool because it's, you know, the, the names and, and I'm leaving out a pile, but, sure. but, uh, you know, they're, they're all the guys that, you know, have championships or, or have big names in, in the late model series or, or in super stocks or, or all of the above. Um, but, uh, it's when I look down through the, the, uh, the pit area where, where the hot rods are pitted, uh, it's always cool to see and, uh, always, always neat. Uh, Tom, we, we talked about it right at the beginning of the show. And, uh, I think back to the first time I seen Tom Walters race and it was a Wednesday night dash for cash at Sobble Speedway. And you pulled in with a van and, and the van, uh, in my mind, I can see a, a Midas logo and I believe it was Westward Tools. I, am I am I wrong on the Midas part? Because my dad's no, got me that's, questioning. That's correct. Yeah, we had uh, L L from Minus Muffler and New Market, and we had Westward Tools as well. And there was a uh, they were there they was were a blue good sponsors, Jay. and uh, yeah, it was great to carry their colors. There was a Blue Jay too. Oh yeah, that's was my friend Nigel Squirrel. Uh, he owned Blue Jay Catering, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he he probably was my biggest supporter. Throughout my racing, I would say for twenty years. But that's that's going back a, a long time. And I remember the the night that you pulled in. It was Wednesday night dash for cash. And you know you, you you're as a fan of any racetrack. If you if you spend a year at your home track, and then all the invaders come in at the end of the year, oh, or, yes. or all the invaders come in for the big invitational, uh, it's always a big moment, right? Sure. But, but oh, it was correct. a big moment. Yep. Like it was like with with your rig rolling in, that was the equivalent to like a, a stacker and a toter home pulling in now. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> at a short track. Yeah, like correct. like that yeah. rig was decaled up. It was you know, you could tell that it was the, the truck pulling it was a was a truck for racing and you could tell the trailer that was behind it was a race car trailer. And there wasn't any of that. No. You know, nowadays you roll into an APC race and, you know, they got pictures of their car printed up the side and, and they've yeah. got their sponsor decal splashed up the side and the truck pulling it is a $100,000 Dodge Ram and it's all decaled up too. Um, <laughs> you know, but but back then that meant something when you showed up at the racetrack and, and your 
like you know you look the part and and yep. it, it it goes to show you though the power and the memorability of of motorsports marketing you know mm-hmm. it, it, i i remember it like it was yesterday just watching it roll down sitting in the grandstands watching it roll in through the back gate right yeah. and and uh tom thank you for the memories you know that's oh. the that's the biggest thing is i i've watched you race for so long and I'm not just blowing smoke up, you know. No. I would say the same thing to guys like like Junior Hanley and and all those guys. But you put on you put on more shows than I can shake a stick at. You've you've made more people mad than I can shake a stick at. But you've made more people happy than I can shake a stick at. And I love every single one of those memories. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've I've always said, you know, people are entitled to their opinion. They when they come through the back gate, if they don't like me, that's fine. If they like me, that's even better. Uh, but as long as they pay to get and watch, they're coming to see a, sh- a show, and that's what I tried to put on. And there's one thing that I can guarantee. Uh, I worked with you uh, for a long time in the All-Star yes. Series, and I can honestly say that Tom Walters never showed up to any race with anything other than, I'm going to go out and win the race tonight. He didn't come in with a vendetta against this guy or that guy. If it developed and someone poked the bear... The bear was going to strike back. But honestly, I've watched Tom Walters race for a lot of years. If you don't poke the bear, he ain't going to poke you back. He'd be the first guy that would come over and help you. Uh, but, that, that you know, Tom, that's a sure sign of a champion. Uh, when you've got people that when your name is announced, uh, they boo and they uh, there's a reaction. And there's not much of that these days. Uh, and, and, you know, it needs we need to have more of it in the sport. We do. The, I, I believe the biggest problem today is is the cost of fixing them. So uh, a lot of people are thinking before reacting now, mm-hmm. where before in the past we would react and then say we're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks thing. for forgiveness. Yep. Yeah, it, it's kind of changed and it's kind of taken a bit away from racing as far as I'm concerned. I, I like to see the rivalries. I mean, I've had quite a few and We've come out of them being best of friends, uh, Dwayne Baker being one of them, perfect example. Uh, we come out being best of friends and stuff like that. And you can look back on that stuff and say, man, they were tough. They were tough. We're with Tom Walters tonight. 31 championships is what he's got racked up over his career, and he's not done yet. He wins the championship in the first ever Hot Rod Series, fired up at Sunset Speedway in a class that looks like it's going to be on the grow. Tom, I got to ask you, uh, how far have you traveled with a race car? Uh, have you always stayed around the Ontario market? Or did you, uh, back in the day, say, you know what, we're going to take off and go to the east coast of Canada, or we're going to head yeah, down I, south? It's funny. I think the furthest we went is Ottawa when we were on an all-star. Really? That, that's probably the furthest I've went. I, I did try a couple down uh, at Evans Mills uh, with Roger Langeness, his team at the time. And uh, it was hard for a Canadian to get welcomed into something like that. And I found that we were wrecked more than we were allowed to race. So I just thought it really wasn't the place for us to be at the time. Right. So I I just sort of pulled the plug on it and said, like, it's just costing too much money, the traveling and everything. So, uh, yeah, we put our tail between our legs and went home. That was you and Uh, Todd Nagel, right? Was it Todd Nagel and you were kind of right at the same time? Jeffrey was there too. Yeah, Jeffrey was there at the time too, and uh, 
it, it was just a different world, and it is different down there. I mean, you can build two race cars to what it costs you to build one up here. Right. I mean, and them guys, it it was nothing to just wreck in, go over and then and bring you a beer later on, but you're still wrecked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still got a <laughs> hunk of scrap behind you, Tom. Have you uh, have the heart? Has the heart of a champion caught your eye at all? That runs out on the east coast of Canada, and I ask you that. Uh, it's a hot rod class that fired up just a couple of years ago. Uh, Douglas Fisher from here in Ontario did his bucket list tour this year. He loaded up his Nova and headed to the east coast. He had the time of his life out there, and there was a you know a, a fair amount of fans that knew who Douglas was. I could just yeah. imagine if Stumpin' Tom Walters rolled in to one of those tracks on the East Coast, they would absolutely love it. I I'm kind of under the impression, and I I'm not a hundred percent sure on this, but I'm kind of under the impression that they actually know who's going to win the race before the race even begins. Hmm. So there's not a lot. It's a lot more a gentleman type racing uh it's not really competitive type racing we're up here you're moving people down there they frown on that and if it ever became a competitive type race where the winner was not already picked before it even started i i I would be there in a heartbeat we talked about it uh at the end of last year we actually talked about going down to a couple and uh duane was going to put uh, if we had a race there, was going to put the car in the stacker, and we talked about going down. So, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'd like to go, but it it have to be on the real competitive end of it. Right, right, and you know, in fairness, if that's truly the way it is out there, uh, you know, Oscar's hot rod started out somewhat the same, right? There was a group of guys yeah. that started Absolutely. out. Everybody got paid the same amount, and we go out. We're not going to wreck these cars. Well, as the competition heated up, you know all that's out the window, right? Oh, yes. Absolutely it did. Yeah. I mean, you you got Bookie, Han, uh, Cole. you got all these guys that run so well. Uh, Darren, on and on, that run so well in it. It has turned into that where it is now. You go home and you actually work on them. You don't just shine them. <laughs> You actually work on them. <laughs> yeah, and try and pick up that speed. And that's what you really want as a race car driver. Uh, it's kind of cool to see the scenario that has played out uh, over the course of time. And uh, the Hot Rod Series is definitely a fan favorite when it comes time for showing up at the gate. The car numbers are there. The drivers are in the seats. And you know it's going to be a competitive race. That's the cool part. Even though this year, with Sunset firing it up, Hey, you got to know that that was uh, viewed at the beginning of the year as, oh, darn, this is going to hurt what we're doing. But in the end, it actually helped. Everything, it's got more cars. More cars means more better shows. I, I believe it uh, It helped it. Now, the people we had from Sunset were not people that were going to travel the series anyway. They're close by. They're more local to, to the area here. And, uh, in fact, there's probably two or three of them right in the Innisfil area now that come. And I think it's only going to get better and bigger. And the super stocks, unfortunately, I don't know what's going on with them, why there's such a decline in them so quickly even that I feel in my own heart that the hot rods will probably take over that division in the future. Yeah, well, it's going to be down to cubic dollars once again. The sport always seems to come down to it and competition. If you can get both, 
more power to you, and away it goes, and the fan wins. So the offseason is pretty well upon us. You get to look at the championship. You mentioned it uh, off the top. You're building a few cars there. Is that going to be what your winter consumes, is building those three cars, or do you see some more on the horizon uh, that will no, really keep I, you busy? I, wanna, I do most of this stuff all by myself in the shop. I, uh, I'll probably take the whole winter to build the two of them, and hopefully I get finished. <laughs> you will. I can guarantee it. Tom, we've thoroughly enjoyed this tonight. I know uh, the viewers and the listeners on Race Time Radio love hearing from Stompin' Tom Walters. Thanks so much for the time. Congratulations on the championship to you and Andy, because uh, I know it isn't just one. Uh, oh, no. You no, guys are definitely involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome stuff. And uh, we'll, we'll check in with you again before we go green in the spring. Sound like a good plan? I appreciate it so much. Absolutely. You bet. You guys have a great night. We will. That's Stompin' Tom Walters. Uh, hasn't changed a bit. Of course, uh, Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame Tom Walters, too, right? He got inducted a few years ago, and rightfully so. Championship count is at 31, and it continues. You'll have to find out how this story all unfolds. In 2024, Junior. Yeah, and uh, what a great lineup tonight. Yeah. Cole Pern, Cole Pern, uh, Stompy Tom Walters, uh, just a, a great group. And, and uh, uh, man, it's it's so much fun to, uh, to to catch up with everybody during the off season. I know uh, we've got, you know, lots more to come over the next couple of weeks. Oh, Dave Linus. I spoke with Dave yep. Linus a few weeks ago. Yep. I want to get an interview with Dave and his daughters uh, that also race on the East Coast. I want to get them together. Yep. Uh, Corey Mears, we had Corey and his family yep. that are racing. Uh, I told them we'd get together with them again before the end of the year. We're going to do that. I can see a family night coming up where we get the whole family involved East Coast to West Coast. And here's a polarizing name. We're going to have a sit-down chat. And uh, I got confirmation of this. Dan Archibald. Dan, Dan man. Dan Archibald. We're going to have a one-on-one kind of a reflection back on not just this year, but uh, on everything. So I imagine that's going to be uh, that's going to be a hotly contested interview. Sure. I think uh, lots of people will uh, will tune in for that one, uh, and uh, you know catch up with uh, with Dano and, and the O seven camp and uh, see what's coming up. Well, we've got the big NASCAR finale weekend coming up at Phoenix next weekend. We've got the Cup Series, Xfinity, and Trucks. you got your favorites all picked up. you got your popcorn ready to go. Uh, it's definitely going to be something spectacular next weekend. Uh, we've got uh, comp- competitors heading to different tracks, and I know we'll have another dynamite lineup for you next week here on Race Time Radio and uh, we surely looking forward to it, Junior. Go get it, Cole Butcher. Yeah, Cole Butcher. Can you imagine? Go get that All-American 400 win and go get that championship. Follow Cole Butcher along on his social media. Butcher uh, Racing. Uh, yeah, yep. search him out and send him that good luck. Uh, you know what? It would be so cool to see his phone blow up with uh, all of us Canadians jumping on board and uh, pushing Cole along to that victory. Uh, it's going to be cool. It's going to be one to watch. Uh, who, who's got that broadcast? Is it Racing America? Racing America, week? yep. Yeah, you yep. don't want to miss it. Pay-per-view. Uh, oh, yeah, but yep. it'll be well worth well the worth dollars. Yep. Guaranteed. Uh, it, it's going to be a very interesting race. And, uh, of course, uh, Dexter Stacy and his dad heading down to the World Finals. I know there's going to be more Canadians heading down there. 
I just don't know exactly who all uh, will be heading down, but we'll get you an update and we'll get you more here next week on Race Time Radio. But that is going to do it for us tonight here in the studio. Got to thank Susie Keith right here for hooking us up. Got to thank you, Junior. Got to thank everybody in Toronto for uh, getting us all on air. And, of course, you, the race fans, for tuning in each and every week like you do. Uh, We genuinely appreciate it and look forward to next week here on Race Time Radio. But that's going to do it for Junior and I tonight in the Race Time Radio studio. Have a good one, everybody. Be safe, and we'll catch you next week right here on Race Time Radio. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.